Hi, I'm Edubico, a passionate English learner. And this is Second Voice, a podcast where I interview people who have learned a second language and have pushed themselves to experience a new life adventure. In today's episode, our guest is Miguel. He's a Peruvian who grew up in his country with basic English learned mainly in high school. After some years working as a professor in Peruvian universities, he had the opportunity to begin a new life in New York. There, for the first time, he started learning English seriously. In 2020, he obtained a scholarship to study for a PhD in history at a university in New York. Currently, he's conducting his research, working as, as an assistant professor, and using his English in an academic context. In the last minutes of the conversation, we talked a little bit in Spanish. Okay, hello, my friend. How are you? Hi, how are you, man? Great, great. Uh, where are you now? I'm here in New York, in Long Island. And, well, having a nice time. Yeah. What, what are you going to do today? What are your activities? Uh, the same things that every day I have to work a lot. I have to write some a couple of things for my my courses. Um, I want to prepare a class, a lesson for my. Maybe have to teach that lesson within two or three weeks for okay. a course on colonial Latin America about the Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah, yeah we're we're, we're gonna talk a little bit about your work, work. Uh, later, uh, but now, well, I I invited you because. I know that you you are a very committed English learner and that you are working now in English with your English in, in that city. Uh, so it's very interesting to know your story with the language learning uh, process uh, with English. So I want you to, to tell us uh, what was your first experiences with English uh, back maybe when you were younger, when you were a kid or a teenager, What was your first approach with English learning? Well, back in time, maybe the same kind of experience that many people in our city, many people in Peru. Uh, in a school, we have an, an English lesson one hour a week. When we were in primary school, school just to learn uh, some basic words. Then also in the secondary studies, in the high school, I mean, Um, that's it. That's it. Uh, I never studied English formally there in Peru. Uh, when I tried, there were always so many things that uh, were an obstacle for me, especially because I had too many other activities um, in my neighborhood. There were no English school. There was no English school there. Yes. Okay. So, tell, then tell. I found inspiration in a friend of mine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, but let's stay there. So you 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 went to the high school to the school and you studied English there, like many of us. Yeah, I studied uh, in a in a very in a very in a very traditional method, very ineffective. So when you When you left the school, you didn't have any opportunity to learn English, to practice English in any place at all. 
No, but I wouldn't say that those methods were totally ineffective. Well, okay. At least that's my opinion. I think that the method, the effectivity or the, um, of a method depend on the skills uh, or depends on how comfortable the student feels with those methods. Okay. It's something very uh, personal. Yeah, it's personal. But I, I have the sense that those, those methods were very ineffective uh, in general. Sure, somehow, in some aspects. But I, okay. I can say that I feel grateful that at least I knew uh, what the verb to be was. Oh, that's good. And of course, uh, somehow, uh, maybe you don't want to talk about this right now, but I just want to say that uh, if you can make a correlation or if you can identify it, if you know your own language, Spanish, and if you know the grammar of your language, it is easier to approach the grammar of a different language. Um, yeah. If you can make the comparison between English and Spanish, yeah. hey, uh, you can get uh, you can get it easier. But yeah, uh, let's talk about that later. Yeah, that's a good point because yeah, I, I know where you're you're going because you're a, you're a, you you have worked as a teacher and me too. Yeah. Actually, I've worked as a language teacher, and I know what you're telling about that. Yeah, I know, I know. There is an advantage about about that. Yeah, uh, but tell me, tell me more about that, uh, about that period of your life. So you you left the school, and then <clears throat> when you when you went to the university, in the university period uh, experiences that you had there, you didn't take any any language. English class uh, in the university, not in a private language uh, school? No, 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 I didn't. I think that was... I, I even never tried to learn by myself because I actually was very afraid of learning a language because I thought, okay, maybe I can... Uh, I can learn how to read, I can manage the, the grammar, but to understand a language, I mean, by listening it, listening to it, that was for me that was very very challenging. Yeah, I felt really afraid about that. Yeah, so you didn't have yeah you didn't study language at all after the school, and but you you did uh, you try to at least read or listen in English, for example, with music, which could be the more logical. No, Any I music in English? No. Nah. Anything. Anything? Okay. No, I, okay. Have, okay. I have met so many people who learned English uh, while listening to their favorite songs and translating yeah. the lyrics or looking yeah. for the translation in YouTube or in, in Internet. But I did never do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's very interesting because... Because uh, yeah, you you hadn't had uh, you hadn't you hadn't had uh, so much experience with English, at least in your youngest years, but now you're working with English. So I want to go to there. Uh, so when was the the first time you realized that you needed to learn English? I was aware of that since long ago because my purpose. After, after finishing our career, 
we studied together our undergraduate degree, um, literature, and I wanted to study a PhD in in a, a foreign country. But I also wanted to learn French before learning English, mm. and I, I was very engaged with that. And I think that it was also a good experience because I started learning French by myself. I just took some uh, some lessons, maybe for one month, one month uh, with a friend of mine uh, who is very fluent in French, and I continue learning by myself for about three to four months, listening to audios, uh, paying attention to the grammar and to the vocabulary, and I I saw that hey, this thing works. You can learn. Hmm. And after that, I said, hey, if I can do this with French, maybe I can do the same with English. Oh. And then is when I realized that learning by yourself can be a really productive experience. Oh, yeah. Well, that's good. So you, 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 you say that, uh, you mean that uh, the first, like, studying uh activity that you do you did with english was uh, just by your own on your own terms on your own methods just looking for information in the internet like trying to practice or trying to learn grammar uh well in english or in french because experience i told you about just a few seconds ago yeah. was about my french experience yeah but you said that you you realized that it's something that you could do it in english Yes, but I didn't do it at that time. Ah, okay. Yes, I didn't do it in, at that moment. Uh, just when I had the opportunity to come to the United States, I was in the situation that learning English was very vital for me, was important, a necessity. And I had to do it. So that was the moment. And, and when was that? When was the first time you arrived at the U.S.? Um, I came here in 2018, in the last month, I think November 2018. 2018. So it's the first. But I didn't start learning English immediately. Immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just like three years since the first time you you arrived at the U.S. I arrived in November. Yeah, it's almost three years. So you didn't start learning immediately. So when did you start learning and where English? Well, uh, the first there. day I started going to, uh, they're, they're in the city because I am not in the city. In the city, uh, the government, the municipality offered uh, free lessons, uh, a free course for adults, uh, immigrants from around the world um, in English uh, for in different for different levels, uh, which is kind of, is different uh, from the system that they have in our country, you know, they, there is a basic, intermediate, advanced, no, things doesn't work like that here, is level one, two, four, three, four, five, and that's it. Um, you are free, uh, you can attend classes or whenever you have time, uh, but there is a commitment uh, of those teachers because they are really, really engaged with the community. They want, they really want people to learn and to mm -hmm. improve. 
and I was very very glad to know uh, great teachers although I just <laughs> as I had to work I just attended to that school three weeks three weeks and the schedule okay. didn't allow me to continue yeah and how how much time did you study there three weeks three weeks just three weeks. weeks. Yes, yeah, maybe that was the basic level. Level level one. Yeah? Yeah. Because yeah, maybe I have I I have a wrong idea, but I, I just had the idea that you had studied there in the community language school for maybe one year or more than one year. No. Yeah. Then I came back, but after several months when I had already improved my English by myself. Hmm. And I studied there for about, okay, between, for about three to four months. Oh, three to four months. Yeah, three it, to four it months. Was three, I think three months or more, a little bit more. Yes. Yeah. So in your second time, it, it was the longer time, the longest time there. Yes, in with some interruptions, course. with some interruptions, but it was the longest. Uh, indeed, you know, what happened is that I needed to go faster. Uh, I needed uh, to go faster because between January 2020 and September 2020, I wanted to take the uh, the IELTS test. Yes. I needed a test because I wanted to apply for a PhD. I wanted a, an English certification. Uh, and those courses do not prepare you to take those tests. Those yeah. courses provide you tools for your everyday life and they work step by step. I needed to go faster. And actually the most important learning experience from experiences for me were outside the classroom. And and What what were what were those experiences? Indeed, so for what, for any language learner, for any language learner, the moments when they they will learn the most is outside the classroom, when they yeah. try to process and internalize by themselves yes. uh, what they uh, they they were taught, what they yeah. learned, uh, but they need to create their own system, their own experience. At the beginning, it was really hard. And I have a, a, a huge debt with you, my friend. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like a lot your idea, really. Uh, so, but but yeah, I want to stay there because it's it's very interesting, uh, and I agree with I agree with you totally, 100%. percent. Um, so, what what was that system that you built? Because you you consciously built a system to study English, maybe. Yeah. Okay. As I noticed that I was able to read, but I couldn't understand what the hell people were saying. <laughs> uh, usually because they speak, they don't speak fast. So English is not a fast language. What happened is that English speakers, they used a lot of contractions. And as we do in Spanish, sometimes they join uh, the end of one word with the beginning of the, of the following. They used to do that. In every language, yeah. that happens. In French, it's incredibly difficult to, per to distinguish those uh, joints between words. Yeah. Link, um, link. But I needed to understand what people were saying. That was the only way to 
let's say, defend myself. It's an issue. It was an issue of survival. Yeah. And uh, you were very insistent, saying, "Hey, you have to listen to podcasts. Podcasts are the greatest <laughs> system for getting yeah. used to the English speech." And I said, uh, "Why? How do you want me to do that?" I cannot <laughs> because I I am not even in the intermediate level, and I'm very basic. So I forced myself. Every morning, I started listening to a podcast of the Voice of America, VOA, mm -hmm. but not the usual news podcast because by that time, uh, uh, I don't recommend the Voice of America as a like a as a good source of information. At least during the yeah. Trump period, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yes, but. Uh, what I can tell you is that they also have a learning program, a, le a learning, a learning show uh, with news in a slow rhythm, in a slow yes. pace. I know because with I use easy it. English and, and a special show in 2020 called about the history of the United States. Yeah. Yes, uh, and I love it. And I, when every morning when I woke up and I had to prepare my breakfast, I was listening to the podcast. Every single day, when I was taking my shower, cleaning my teeth, when I had to wash my dishes, yeah. or cleaning my house, whatever I was doing, I was listening. No half hour, no 40 minutes. Yeah. Maybe two hours, three hours. And at the beginning it was like, uh, because I, want to get the, I wanted to get the words. Then it was because I was very interested in the topics. But besides that, I also, I also did something else. Um, I remembered something that a friend of mine told me long ago. She's a, a French anthropologist, and she worked in Quechua communities in Apurima, in Peru. And she knew Quechua. She studied Quechua in her country. However, when she arrived to those communities, she couldn't understand anything. She was crying oh. until, until, as she was doing interviews with people and collecting testimonies, she had to, uh, to type it down. She was listening to the interviews she recorded mm. and typing, typing down the dialogues. And just at that moment was when she started to understand Quechua properly. Oh. So just yes. transcribing. So yes, by writing what she was and listening to. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But so I decided to do the same with the podcasts of The Voice of America. Oh. Uh, Those were podcasts of three minutes, four minutes. Yes, yes, yes. I know because you, you've made me remember, yeah, that that in back in 2015 when I seriously started relearning my English. I found that podcast, Voice of America, and I discovered this this section or maybe a podcast of them that they have a slow speed. Uh, so, it, yeah, that's that's the way how I could understand at that time some of the news that they were telling. Uh, yeah, and it, it was helpful for me. Yeah, but I just used it for maybe six months, seven months. But yeah, yeah. I, I know used what them for about. about three months at the beginning. Okay. But I, I played them even uh, at a slower pace. <laughs> yes, trying to reduce the speed. 
because yeah. I need it. Um, there are so many words that I couldn't get. For example, the short words, uh, the um, articles, the yes. or yeah. uh, conjunctions and yeah, mm, all those words always I, I always miss them. Um, in other cases, there were sounds that were very similar to one another. Um, I can tell you that in uh, getting in writing down uh, maybe just two minutes or four minutes, it could take me one hour. Yes, one hour. Um, but besides that, after doing that, after writing down uh, the podcast, I. I read it aloud, and I check the, the transcripts in the web page and make corrections. And then I started uh, doing it again and trying to read it aloud. In that way, I think you can. I could gain. Uh, I could improve improve my abilities in listening. Also, pronunciation, grammar, and vocabulary. Wow. So it was a good advantage. Oh, yes, yes. When I found a word, an unknown word for me, I immediately used the dictionary, the, the Cambridge Dictionary online and also the Merriam-Webster. Or if I was lazy, the word reference. <laughs> yeah, I use word reference and Cambridge Dictionary too. <laughs> yeah, The Cambridge Dictionary has a huge advantage because yes. they highlight the right preposition after every verb. You know, you yes. cannot use a... You cannot use a uh, prepositions uh, after in you have to have a criteria uh, for choosing the right preposition after one verb. Yes, and they and that's very confusing. Yeah, and they offers a lot of information around one word. Uh, starting in like the British and the American accent, and also words related, verbs related, so different. Uh, different like terms that are associated with that meaning. Yeah, it's very useful. But I want to, I want to highlight the idea that you just mentioned about how this this activity of listening to podcasts, transcribing in a text, and then uh, reading out loud helped you a lot with the four aspects of English because you said you improved your listening skills, your pronunciation, your speaking. You're speaking now. Speaking now. Pronunciation. Maybe. Listening. Well, well, while you are improving your pronunciation, probably yeah, you are no, first. You're right. You're right. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, you can improve your speaking skills. Uh, your spoken English. Yes. See, from the moment you yeah. start improving your pronunciation, yeah. your speaking skills are, are going to get better. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. Of course. Yeah. So you you will say that this. In your system, this this is the most helpful action that you take that you took for your English. Yes, okay. and of course, every night I was watching a series in English. Ah, yeah. by the way, as you know, that many people so there are so many different accents and different ways of pronouncing the same word in English. You can listen to some people in Britain. Maybe I'm going to get this wrong, but they can say. I would like to get some, I uh, know, I want yes. some water, 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 instead of water, water, like people in the United States used to say, 
But even here in the United States, if you met someone from Brooklyn or another neighborhood, I remember when I uh, listened to a guy in a restaurant asking, can I get some water? <laughs> water? What the hell is that? Uh, he was asking for water. And so uh, what I was trying to do is that um, I listen, listened to British podcasts and US podcasts yeah. every day, both, because I wanted yeah. to understand both. One thing yeah. is when someone, st someone tells you, uh, do you work? And what about it? another person tells you, do you mm, walk? Yes. <laughs> and I said, yes. hey, uh, I wanted to understand yeah. both. So <clears throat> we, can, we can move on. Um, After that, uh, what did you do? What did you do for your English? What were your next steps? So, you, you, I know. Ah, uh, yeah. yes, there is something else. Tell me. Yeah. I started reading graphic, graphic novels. novels. Okay. Graphic novels, yes. Uh, because if I couldn't understand one word, surely through the, through yes. the cartoons, through the, yes. the drawings, I... Yes. Could get the meaning. Yes. yes. So it was incredibly useful. But of course, I choose when you choose a, when you want to listen to a podcast or read a graphic novel. You have to do. You have to do it. You have to choose topics that are interesting for you. Yes, of course. Yeah. It's, it's yes, of course. Things yeah. that you want to, if, to if know you about. If you don't do, if you yeah, don't if do you that, uh, you 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 will get discouraged very quickly with your language learning process. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, immediately. Yeah. I wanted to listen to things. For example, you love sports. You love soccer. And you know what? Yeah, that's <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, uh, yes, uh, I have to choose a very different topic. For example? And about, example. let me see, about, uh, I have one of the books here. Ah, no, I cannot believe this. I, I started reading this. This graphic novel, the, it has yeah. four volumes, yeah. The Arab of the Future. Yeah. Indeed, this is a French okay. graphic novel, but uh, all that he, I read the yeah. English translation, yeah. the four volumes, and some others from okay. the public library here. Okay. And it's yeah. fascinating. Yeah, it seems to be. Yeah. Um, okay. So... I know that at some point after your second uh, trip to the U.S., I think you have you had to come back to Peru. Yes. Uh, at some point you have you had to le leave the U.S. You have you have to come back to Peru. And what happened with your English being here? Yes. First of all, I have to point okay. to something. Before okay. traveling back to Peru, I had already passed. I have already obtained a good score in the IELTS yeah, test. Good. So I was in C level. So after nine months, I was in advanced level, according yes. to the test. Advanced? Wow. But that yes. does not mean, yes. please, that does not mean that yes. uh, you are proficient. That's very different. Please, so many people yes. say, hey, I passed this test. Then when it's, they go to an English it's country... It's a paper. It's a paper, yeah. It's a paper. It's yes, a, paper. a test yeah. is simply uh, uh, um, an indicator, uh, a score uh, that, 
that allow you to to pass and uh, no, that allow you to to get into maybe uh, a, a, a school uh, in higher education but uh, another thing is that I cloistered myself as a monk, as a monk. in my house and I have to say I had that time uh, I could I had the privilege that I could do that yes. so many people cannot do yes. the same Yes. Because they have to work, they have a lot of concerns about their visas, about... This is a matter of uh, yes. your conditions of life. Yes. So 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 many people live here for 20 years and they don't learn English. And others say, hey, that's because they are lazy mm. and blame them because they don't want to learn. But actually they don't need to learn English if they want to make money in the United States. And if they have different concerns... Probably they don't have the yeah. time. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, so blaming people for not learning English while they are here is is absolutely not only unfair. Is I don't know yeah. what word I can you can, use you can for use. those judgments. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know what you're thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You can imagine. yeah, but it's an important idea. I agree with you, but you know more about this because you are there. Um, okay, so you passed this ELS exam. Uh, you got a very good score, uh, but you knew you knew perfectly that you were not proficient in the language, that you needed to do more effort. So what did you do being here? Because you, you came back to Peru for a while and you... Obviously, you were not exposed with, with the language as you were there. Well, before going back to Peru, I had already started a PhD here. I had been admitted in a, in a, a PhD program in history. And classes, because of the pandemic, our classes were by Zoom. Everything was online. My interaction with professors and students, my classmates were online uh, and as I had class had classes every single at least three times a week um, weekly meetings with some classmates for uh, group works group assignments I mean uh, we were uh, I was in touch with them but I also continue listening to the news in English I didn't have too many chances to speak in English there yes. in Peru no Definitely no people. Even those who who speak English, they prefer continue speaking yes. Spanish because they are there. Um, in my case, uh, this is very particular because while I was living in New York, I did not have many interactions with English speakers. First, because you know me, I am a major <laughs> introvert. And so uh, the, the only interaction I have with someone was with a friend of us. Uh, I had weekly talks with him by Skype. And by the way, that helped me a lot. That's you, you, you're talking about our, our native English speaker friend. Yeah. Native speaker. speaker okay, okay. Friend. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we have a this conversation yeah and language, language, language partner yeah meetings yeah. he's a good he, he's yeah. a very we good language, language partner yes 
And the thing is that uh, he yes. corrected me when I, I made that. a mistake and I remember every single... He told me that you, you used to do something that I, I haven't done until recently, which is, which is writing down what he corrected. Uh, yeah, <coughs> it's, it's part of your, of your system. Yeah. yeah, it's part of that. Yes, of course. Yeah. Um. Uh, so, uh, what I want. Um. So I want to highlight that this idea of that you have to be immersed in an English culture, in an English uh, speaker society to learn the language. That's false. Mm. Yeah. That's not true because even when you are living here or in Britain or in any other country. You can remain. Uh, yes, you, yes. You yes. may not learn English, <laughs> yes, not at all. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, and in, in my case, as I told you, I didn't have too many inter interactions with people. When I started teaching here in the United States, I started teaching in Spanish for uh, students of the Hispanic American community from the Latino community. They needed to obtain uh, their high school diploma, and the course was in Spanish. I only spoke in English a few minutes a day with my the coordinators, with other employees, but then everything else was in Spanish. The whole world was, was in Spanish. So I didn't have too much, too much contact with the exception of yeah. our friend. And then when I started a PhD, things yes. got better for me. Mm -hmm. And the other important activity was writing. writing. Yes, yes. When I applied to the PhD, I spent almost one month and a half writing my, what's the name? Writing sample. Okay. I had to send a, a, a writing sample to show the yes. quality of my writing as well as my yes. research topic. And I took it very seriously. I saved money. And I was, again, in my house writing or working on that from 9 a.m. to 12 a.m. Wow. during so one just writing, and a half. writing in and English, trying to trying to write this text. Yes, directly, straight, directly wow. in English, directly in English, correcting myself. And just in the last week, I asked someone else, please, to read it, and uh, he gave me some advice. But. Uh, I don't recommend this to anybody because this is very unhealthy. Yes. You know, but this is very, it, very unhealthy. Yeah. And I, it proved <laughs> to be very effective with you. I am not disciplined. I am obsessive. Yeah, I know. You are very intense, obsessed. Yeah, I know you. <laughs> okay, that's... Uh, to be disciplined is something that can yeah. be healthy. Yeah, but it... Yeah, it, it seems that you have... When, when, you, when you were trying to improve your English... Consciously or unconsciously, you've taken uh, actions and steps to improve the four the four aspects of English, like listening, pronunciation, speaking, and more of that, like writing. Which I something that I remember when we were talking about our English process, uh, maybe two years ago, three years ago. Uh, you told me that uh, you were very interested in improving your your writing skills because it's something that you needed for your master or PhD. And 
and talking about the writing process that you take, uh, there was something uh, helpful for you, like a tool, like an idea, like technique uh, for improving your English writing? Mm, look, I didn't organizing your thoughts. It is going to be always difficult. Uh, it's, it's going to be a challenge, always. Uh, but we have to recognize, we have to acknowledge that our previous experience as a writer in Spanish has a lot to do with our mm. achievements in English. Why? Because knowing the structure of an essay, knowing how to organize yeah. sentences and to be familiar with the language structure. What is an adjective, a verb, yes. a, an adverb, a preposition, uh, how to use clauses at the beginning of a sentence and then continue. Everything is very related with the knowledge you already have on your own language, on yes. your written language. Uh, and in my case, uh, I had the chance that I was, I was a teacher of yes. academic writing before. And I spent my, my teenage years yes. reading novels. Yes. And that's very important. I remember clearly, clearly with crystal eyes when I was reading a novel, maybe usually translation from North American, British or French novels. And I found an unknown word. I had a dictionary next to me. And I was looking for that word. And in, then I used that word when I had to write something. I remember when we went to the university. I don't know uh, if you you recollect the class of Professor yes, Garcia Bedoya. I remember. Yes, I know. That was the class of colonial literature. And he used words, very fancy, yeah. elegant, and complicated <laughs> words. Yeah. And I could understand them. I could understand that. But I said, oh, wow. Someday... Uh, will I be able to use those words? Yes, after so many years, I was able to use those, wor those words in writing. But while, while paying attention, I was all, not all, only taking notes of the lesson, but of the words itself, yes. themselves. Uh, because I was like, oh, it was astonishing. I admire. Wow. I admire him very much. Um, so all that previous background is critical to your experience as a language learner. Uh, yes. That's my experience. But there are so many people that yes. learn in different ways that have yes. other yes. communication yes. skills. They are maybe yes. better expressing orally, getting in touch with people. The United States is a very, very segregated society. So you can find Latino neighborhoods, African-American neighborhood, Asian neighborhoods, and white yeah. American neighborhoods. It's very serious, even in the working yeah. places. Uh, yeah. So in that sense, people who come from abroad, and they may not have an experience in higher education, they don't have a, a college degree, and the only words they can apply are for uh, uh, first responders. Uh, what is the expression here? Uh, mm, there is there is an expression here that I have forgot About. forgotten now. About. For those who are uh, uh, 
people who work, for example, uh, cleaning the city, uh, essential I, workers. What I've heard they is are like essential blue workers. collar workers or something like that. Is not that term? No. No. Th for example, blue collar workers are those who work in, ah, a, okay, fa in okay. a factory. Okay. For in a mine, blue collar okay. and white collar workers are oh, yeah. working in an office. Yes. Oh, yeah. But I am I mean uh, I, I am talking okay. about essential workers. The bus drivers, um, uh, people who collect the the trash of every house, uh, those who work mm. in a Starbucks or in a grocery store, yeah. a supermarket. Yes, in the in the port. Yes. Okay. If even in those works there is segregated groups. They don't have too many chances to speak yes. English all the time, yes. only to use the language for their for their uh, for their everyday life and for their work. But if they had if they had come here with mm. a degree, <laughs> maybe they even uh, hadn't left their countries. But if they had a degree, they would be working in a different place, interacting with other people. And even in those places, society continues yes. being very segregated. Yeah, of course. This is okay, but there are more possibilities yeah. of interaction. Yeah, this is very interesting to talk with you. Yeah, I in the past I've received many many of your audios explaining me this, and it's it's, it's all always a. I told you once that, for example, this city is the most cosmopolitan city, along with Chicago and Los Angeles, San Francisco. Uh, the most diverse place in the country. Hmm. However, this city, New York, has the most segregated school system oh. in the whole country. Incredible. Yes, yeah, so there are Incredible. white schools, African-American wow. schools, and Latino schools, and not because that's by law, but because of the income, the kind of uh, teaching or learning that they have in those schools, they cannot get together. And when the government of the city tries try to integrate them, there is a, a, a strong opposition from parents, especially for, wow. from wealthy parents. We, yeah, we need so, a, Yeah, we need another... Need a, everything need counts. A, all those things counts when you have to... when you want to learn... when you go yeah, to your a, language yeah. experience. Yeah, 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 you mean there is a cultural and socio-economical uh, reason there. Yes. Division. Yeah, behind the language learning process. Yeah, okay. So uh, just to 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 close the the interview uh, to end the interview, uh, if if you can say things to to people who wants to learn English as a second language or to learn a language, uh, what would you say? What what do you have to say about that? Because something that you haven't you haven't mentioned, and I wanted to mention, is that you. You have reached a very decent level in English that now allows you to work in English in your PhD. Not only as an, a student, but you are working as a tutor or kind of a tutor in your university. You know? how, how do you work with English uh, in that environment? With English uh, in that environment. I continue learning from my students. Of course. I, um, I enjoy when they read their own texts because I am helping them with their writing. Imagine, I am not a, 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 a native English speaker, but I am helping them with their writing because they write these long sentences that may not get yes. at any point, or yes. uh, they know, don't know how to organize their ideas. 
when writing an essay yes. or an assignment uh, or how to provide supportive evidence from yeah. a, a reading yeah. in the course. Uh, and I talk with him, I ask questions, I pay attention to their, their views and I try to collect their ideas and with their ideas we build sentences and build a paragraph and at the end the whole essay. Uh, it takes some time. I would like they come to my office hours yes. more frequently but as it happened in Peru, you remember people yes. don't, don't go. Um, in the classroom, I have a quite a passive role because it's the professor, the principal professor who is giving yes. the lecture. And uh, I hope that in the future, uh, I will have more interaction with them, especially because yeah. I want to help them. I like to help them. This is a public university. Uh, many people here come from underrepresented communities. And they are hardworking people. They are willing. They are hardworking students. They may have a full-time job, and they are taking two, three to four or five courses yeah. at the same time. And uh, they can do better. They can do better, and they have the potential. Yeah, I like to yeah, them. I yeah. That's that's also another thing very interesting. Um, and now that we are running out of time, yeah, I want you to to tell us like your your last thoughts about about how to approach the lear learning process in a language, in a second language. First of all, don't be afraid like I was. And second, uh, while learning, it is important to develop certain level of, of self-consciousness. Because, hey, I, I am studying for six months for one year or two years and I am not getting anywhere oh my god okay but first uh, you have to see what is your starting point where did you start and what is your previous background so don't blame you uh, don't blame you you I blame myself all the time <laughs> for example uh, because sometimes you can be so perfectionist and obsessive but when you get to understand yourself, your skills, and your previous experience, hey, you will be able to make that learning experience something yeah. enjoyable. For me, it was enjoyable because I love to know new things about politics, history, society, about culture. Uh, I, for yes. me, that's very, very engaging. Yes. yes, but if you want to learn about different topics, okay, let's do it. Just do it. And if you go slowly and you don't have any pressure, oh my God, I have to pass a test. Okay, don't think about that. Simply try to enjoy your time. And learning a language is like being mm -hmm. a child again. It's a discovery. Okay, I can feel, oh my God, it's so awkward to speak like a four-year-old child. But uh, that same experience is uh, yeah. very rewarding because you can uh, 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 feel that your everyday life is a yes. kind of discovery. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yes. And yeah. also try to pay attention to what people say in the streets. Uh, uh, well, if you have the opportunity to interact maybe in a grocery store or a pharmacy, something like that. Um, but it is important to try to to, go, uh, to obtain that level of self 
awareness uh, while you develop your own strategies for learning or improving yeah. your English. Perfect, my friend. Yeah, and and congratulations for your English. Yeah, I, I think this is the time where we we have spoken in English for... I didn't, I didn't think you were going to speak English. <laughs> I told you. Well, yeah, we can, we can end the, the interview. Thank you for being here, uh, my friend Miguel. Uh, I will go to, to New York someday, maybe soon. Maybe. Yeah, I will uh, go. And, um, and we, can, we can just uh, end the conversation uh, go, uh, going back to, to our home. Our home is Spanish. So... <laughs> Sí. Ahora podemos despedirnos hablando en español. Eh, creo que creo que si alguna vez eh, se escucha este podcast, lo escucharán también eh, hablantes nativos de español. Así que, bueno, te puedes despedir en español, querido amigo. Bueno, solamente quería decir que... Eh, bueno, si entendieron algo de lo que puede decir en mi... La, el tipo de pronunciación que tengo en inglés... Eh, que, que, que puede tener sus errores. Eh, lo importante es eso, ¿no? Que tener una autoconciencia de cómo aprendemos, de los métodos que utilizamos y cuál es el punto de partida que tenemos, cuál es nuestra base. Y a partir de ello ir construyendo va paso a paso sin estresarse eh, y tratando de disfrutar cada momento. Incluso cuando se tiene un... Iba a decir deadline. Oh, bueno, bueno ah, una fecha límite, un plazo hacia adelante. Eh, eh, y aprovechar cada instante sin que eso signifique un momento de estrés. Si al principio lo es, tenga confianza que con el paso del tiempo lo va a dejar de ser. Y más bien, se va a convertir en un constante descubrimiento. ¿Qué les va a generar? Muy bien, amigo. Eh, nos vemos pronto y muchas gracias otra vez. ¡Chao! Me cuidas. Un abrazo. <risa>